Okay, so I guess I'm moderating. Surprise! Yay. Um, see, thank you, thank you. Welcome to the Star Wars Then and Now panel here at Escape Velocity. Obviously, we are here to discuss Star Trek and Doctor Who. Um, no, obviously, I'm kidding. I uh, this was a Thunderbirds panel. That's in the next room no. over. They told me Firefly. That got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Not in my heart. It's been like 10 years. Come on. Okay, so I guess we'll do some introductions. I guess I get to go first by being the moderator and the woman on the panel. Uh, I, my name is Bria Lavornia. I'm a staff writer for TashiStation.net. We're just a basic pop culture, but especially Star Wars-focused website. Um, you can usually find us as those people going, no, we need more diversity. Yes, more women and more minorities and more aliens in the lead. That's kind of our thing. And then I will let you two duke it out for who gets to introduce themselves next. Go ahead. All right, I'll go next. Unless <laughs> you use the force, it might be good. Yeah, that's fine. My name is uh, Kyle Josephy. Um, I am a Star Wars nerd by birth. Uh, it's funny because I'm Kyle, dressed as Kylo. Uh, my mom is Leah. I'm going to make her dress as Leia, so it's going to be funny that way. Anyways, I also work for Disney, so I have a kind of little inside scoop on what's going on with the parks and all that right now. So. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I'm usually... Uh, I usually talk in front of a microphone, so it picks up a bit better. But, yeah. you know, I can project more for the people in the back if you guys need to. Yes. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I work for Disney. I have, you know, the inside scoop on, you know, parks and stuff if we get to that. But, uh, yeah, we can Star Wars. Hooray. And feel free to come join us. Those of you sitting in the back row, there's, like, five seats in the front right here. We don't bite. He might, but we don't. Okay. <laughs> I might. I <laughs> I'm Scott Edelman. Uh, I first heard of Star Wars back when I was working for Marvel Comics and someone said, we should do this comic book. And I thought, what? What is that thing that you're talking about? Because the movie hadn't come out yet, of course. So, uh, so that was an interesting period of time, the pre-Star Wars stuff, you know, pre-internet, no spoilers, no idea what anything was, there weren't a lot of entertainment magazines or anything. Uh, and I've also, over the years, edited a Brazilian science fiction magazines, uh, Science Fiction Age, Sci-Fi Entertainment, Sci-Fi Flicks. Uh, we did a lot of coverage of that other trilogy when it came out. We can get into that other trilogy. And uh, then I worked for the uh, Sci-Fi Channel for 13 years, editing websites for them, Blaster, Science Fiction Weekly, Sci-Fi Wire, covering the sci-fi entertainment things. And I also write science fiction as well, but you don't care about that. We're here to talk about Star Wars, so. Star Wars. Star Wars. We could talk about Star Wars, too. Star-tours I mean, Star Wars. That, the other Captain Rex did something. end up in Rebels, yeah. so can it? Can't. Oh, what's funny, though, is uh, if anybody's seen the Clone Wars cartoon, um, there are scenes that go on in uh, Coruscant, which uh, there's advertisements on Coruscant because it's a big city, and it's all written in the Arabesh with the Star Wars um, alphabet. And um, if you sit there and translate these, uh, like if you pause the screen, you'll see that there is some advertisement for Star Tours within the Clone Wars cartoon, which is considered canon, ergo making Star Tours a canon entity in the Star Wars universe. Mm. So. Don't ask the story group about that because they may say we're completely wrong. But we'll pretend we're right. Mm -hmm. So to, I guess to help everyone get to know us and where we're coming from on the Star Wars front a little better, we're going to do what I call lightning round. So we're going to answer, uh -oh. like, right off the top of your head, a bunch of your favorites. So we'll go down the line, I guess. Favorite film? Star Wars film, obviously. This is all Star Wars. For me, it's got to be the first because I was there seeing it young enough to see it when it opened on a big screen. I was not there young no. I was not there to see it on the opening screen, but also A New Hope. Um, Return of the Jedi. I like uh, closure, and I just like to see how it all comes together. Favorite character? Chewbacca. And what about your favorite movie? I said A New Hope. Okay, cool. He's not listening. This is no. the problem with Kylo Ren. He doesn't listen. No. Okay, favorite character? Chewbacca. That's who I would be if I were any character. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Leia. Luke Skywalker. A, original trilogy. <laughs> favorite lightsaber? I mean <laughs> Anyways, continue. <laughs> favorite lightsaber battle? Oh, favorite lightsaber. Oh, Darth Vader and Obi Wan. Which one? A New Hope or? A New Hope. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm a traditionalist. <laughs> I'm an old fart. Look at all this gray hair. Give me a lot of old questions here. Anakin versus Obi Wan on Mustafar. She took my answer, so I'm going to say Episode One just because that was cool. I mean, so it might not mean anything to anybody, but it was cool. That was so cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, favorite planet? Hmm, that's mm. a good one. 
Oh, it's right off the top of my head. My initial thought was Mustafar, but that's because you had just started talking about episode three. <laughs> um, my follow-up thought, which was what my actual favorite planet, would probably be like Naboo. I mean, who <gasps> does not want to visit Naboo, right? The lake country? Yeah. Everything's so soft and smooth it's there. Sand. <laughs> it's coarse and rough and gets everywhere. Mine's Alderaan. Like Alderaan Whoa. now or Alderaan then? <laughs> Look, Tarkin, how dare Tarkin blow up that planet? That's just not okay. Displace Alderaanian refugees everywhere. Oh, like one of them? There were a lot. There are a lot. If you if you look at the comic, the Princess Leia comic that came out last year, which is very good, by the way, I highly recommend it. Um, there's a whole. They're collecting up all the Alderaanians, Alderaanians, Anians, Anians, to you know find a new planet to live Alderanites. on. Alderanites. <laughs> I'll have to join you on Alderaan. This is having way less fights about like our favorites than I thought we were gonna have. You How about okay, least favorite Star Wars character. Oh, this is that. Uh, we, we, you can't we, say Jar Jar. This is a pot shot. Okay, this. Okay. I was gonna say Jar Jar. You cannot say Jar Jar. Okay. <laughs> I don't like those Ewoks. Oh, but they're so cute and cuddly, and they eat people. <laughs> they're also tasty. <laughs> I hear they. I hear Storm Scout Troopers taste pretty good. Hey. Hmm. Hmm. Least favorite. Least favorite, not Jar Jar. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? Boba Fett. <laughs> I was going to go Boba Fett. Wow. Wow. I don't know that I've ever heard anyone Okay, so here's, here's my thing about Boba, Fett. about Boba Fett. He doesn't do anything. Literally does nothing. Like, he just doesn't, he... Any he, of the movies, he does not kill a single person. He does not hit a single target. He stands there and looks pretty. Has Ish. a couple cool standing lines. there and looking pretty is, you know... He's got a jetpack yeah, that which he goes, uses to get knocked into the Sarlacc. The Sarlacc. And then he dies, like some phrase that... I mean, that... Jango Fett, on the other hand, uses a jetpack effectively. I mean, he does get his head cut off, but he takes out a couple Jedi before he does, so... Yeah. I would take Jango Fett over Boba Fett, but yeah. However, I will clarify, Mandalorian armor is the coolest thing ever. That's I want a kit, I just wear it around to work every single day. That is very true. Man. And I would get in so much trouble, but that's okay. Okay, so if you were in Star Wars, like you were a character, you are living in that world, what would you be? Dead. <laughs> I, I have no force in me. You know, I'm, I would be, you know, some uncle who's uh, charred bones or on a farm after oh. the hero. Oh. Unfortunately. Well, now I'm going to sound really. And you're the one who's going to set me on fire, right? No, I'm going to sound really arrogant when I say I'm this. I'm the one who sets you on fire. Oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. That guy sets you on fire. What did the Lars ever do to you, no. man? No, did you not see the robot chicken skit? You know, he's just no. using the bathroom, knocks the candle over, and he's like, oh. No. But if not that, I would just be the random stormtrooper number 4027 that you saw in the back. No, no story. Okay, I think it would depend on what era I'm living in, because I'd probably end up in the Imperial Academy, because those uniforms are sweet. But... Thank you. Model, model, please, please appreciate your model to, to our right. Yeah. But if I was in like the old Republic era, I'd probably be a, be a senatorial aide because politics is fun. I don't know. I'd probably be this. <laughs> <laughs> like I said. And yeah, did you say your favorite character was Luke Skywalker? It was Luke Skywalker. And you, you chose... This out. Yeah, because this he has is both. Cool. Oh, you have both. Okay. <laughs> I, I also you do Luke Skywalker. Dark side. Luke Skywalker <laughs> on one side. Yeah. We have Kyle's new costume. Yes. That he's coming up half with. Half and half. Yep. Two face Star Wars. Kyle yeah. Luke Skyrenker. Skyrenker. How <laughs> you just sound like you're a chiss or something? Yeah. Replaces the first letter of your first name becomes your last name. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> Good job, Kyla. Way to go. And then your first name, your first letter changed to an R. boy. Well done. Cool, cool. Imagination clearly runs in the Skywalker genes. 
Okay, so this is a then and now panel. I guess we'll start with what was your first memory of Star Wars? They're going to be obviously very different for some of us on this panel. Well, that will be my first memory of Star Wars. So you led into this because uh, you know, the comic book came out before the movie. Uh, and Howie Chaikin, who I was on staff at the time, and Howie Chaikin was the one who was drawing that first comic book, was not allowed to take any reference out. So, and we were not allowed to see any photographs either. So he would go to a hotel room and be locked away and have to do sketches as to this movie that was supposedly coming out that was going to be a big deal, which sort of ended up saving Marvel Comics a lot because it was a very profitable comic going into many, many printings. So, uh, so the, the short answer is no, uh, you know, but it'd be weird because you'd be coming back with these sketches. The comic book actually hit newsstands about a month and a half before the movie came out. Uh, so, and no one had any idea what, whether the comic book was going to do any good because no one had any idea about the movie. So it was just a fascinating thing to be there seeing these sketches that he was doing where he was trying to capture what they let him see for a few minutes and then say no pictures, no, you know, memorize it and then draw things. So, uh, you know, that was really my first memory of it. Uh, and also then, therefore, you know, seeing the comic book, because we had to proofread the pages before seeing the movie. So I sort of had some spoilers, uh, at least the first issues or second issues of the comic book, which followed, uh, you know, the first movie. But, uh, uh, but to see that movie in the theater, knowing very little, you know, to see... Uh, all of that was just, uh, you know, I, I still get chills and tear up when I hear the Star Wars theme. When you see the new movie come out, you get all the tingles and, uh, you know, even when I went and saw The Phantom Menace, before I knew what would follow, we can get into that, but, but uh, you know, when that mu music started and the logo came on the screen, I was starting to cry in the movie theater, uh, you know, back then. But, so my memory is pre-movie, all the way back to the rudimentary comic book. Well, mine, I don't actually remember this because I was two, but apparently I got introduced to two of my favorite things the same day, chocolate cake and Star Wars, <laughs> because I was left with my uncle, my aunt and uncle, and my cousins, and they decided, you know, despite ignoring the Karen feeding a Bria list, um, to feed me chocolate cake, which was great. I think I remember that. And then they also, they also showed me the first Star Wars film. So I actually don't remember a time when I did not know that, uh, sorry for the spoilers, but Vader's Luke's father. Um... What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It's my grandpa. Yeah. So I didn't, I don't remember a time when I didn't know that, but I do remember getting to go see uh, about a couple of years later when they did the re-release in the theaters in 96, 97 in the original trilogy, and then getting to see Phantom Menace was awesome when I was so, nine. So you were not able to see A New Hope not already knowing the relationships of the characters? I honestly don't know. Oh, because I'm wondering how that affects... I, I your, don't... How that affects... Kisses and things. And well, that's still really awkward no matter you what. Know it. That's really awkward no matter what. Oh, um, that's true. I don't, the thing is, like, because I just grew up seeing it, so I don't have a clear memory. I wish I did. Like, I'm jealous of everyone who can remember the first time they saw these films. What I do like, though, and what I can remember is has everybody here seen Force Awakens? If you haven't, why are you? Does anybody have not seen it? All right, so I can talk spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, not even the scene that everyone thinks I'm talking about, but the very beginning of the movie, when uh, Lorsanteca is talking to um, Kylo okay. Ren, that's the old guy at the beginning of uh, uh, the movie, and he's talking about, you know, the relation to your family, and, you know, he's talking about Princess Leia, and so then you realize, oh, hey, this guy's related to Princess Leia, and so that's, you know, kind of a little revelation to me that I can imagine is when people realize that, you know, Vader's Luke's dead, even though I get that that was a much bigger, you know, reveal in a way since I, you know, grew up knowing that Vader was Luke's dad and never really had the reveal through a conscience yeah. means, you know what I mean? Um, I can kind of relate it to that. So. Yeah, there's not going to be a, a viewing of that movie in the theater where everyone starts to scream. Yeah. You know, Except, for us, it was I like, don't know. What? I mean, I don't know. There was a fair amount of screaming well, yeah, when the stab stab happened. You know, I don't know what I can do, but will you help me? Anything. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure there was audible gasps and crying in the theater at that point. So I know there was crying in my theater, and that may be because I did the marathon. So we got to the movie oh, theater at. Yeah, we got to the movie theater at 12:30 at night, and then 
we didn't leave until episode seven ended at about 10.45 the next day. So, okay, I love the prequels. I, I am a child of the prequels. I, I will always adore them, and I will defend them. I have a mug that says prequel hater tears on it. This is how much I love the prequels. So, I've, but I've never cried at certain parts of this film. And you watch one, you watch two. Episode three, like, once Anakin gets that saber out, and it's, Master Skywalker, what are we going to do? And he goes, that's when I start crying. I pretty much don't stop for the entire film. After, you know, you were my brother, Anakin. You're the chosen one. <laughs> but then I've never cried in Padme's funeral before. Like, never. I just, usually by that point, I have no tears left. I'm dehydrated. I just had tears streaming down my face during that part of the film. Was able to recover a little bit. And then you get to episode six. Another film I've, ne- I've never cried like in any part of this film. Except then we got to the Ewok celebration. Tears streaming down my face. And I know I was the only, wasn't the only one in the theater getting a little choked up because you're like, yay, everyone's happy. They beat the Empire. It's so good. Surprise. Well, yeah. <laughs> the First Order rises again. And then you get to episode seven. And I know everyone in the theater at that point, maybe everyone wasn't quite to that level of emotionally exhausted that I was because I get a little more gung-ho about the entire saga than most people do but everyone in the theater like no, we all walked out we looked like someone had like killed our dog um oh, and i some kind of <laughs> well hans not my dad so but like and i remember i saw a kylo ren cosplayer in the lobby because we saw it at seven and there was another showing at 10 o'clock and it took everything i had not to look at him and be like how dare you kill hans how dare you and i just walked out and i was just like <laughs> I don't remember where I was going with that, but there was probably a point. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I remember I had a point, and then I... Points are pointless. <laughs> It'll come back. Yeah. So I guess that kind of leads us, though, to, like, why do you guys... What is it about Star Wars that you just love? Like, why? I mean, obviously, we're here you know, sitting on a Rather than panel. us, you know, if anybody wants to answer that question... Yeah, anyone, feel free. I mean, we do have six copies of Star Wars Bloodline to give away. Well, sure. That's really what you're mentioning about that scene. That scene. <laughs> As much as the way literary vehicles work, the minute you saw that bridge, you saw Han Solo step off the bridge. Yeah. Anybody who's a knowledgeable about literary uh, tropes or things like that, Joseph Campbell. One of the two of them wasn't coming off that bridge. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, that, that was the. And, you know, it's. it's that, that for me was that moment of like trying to hold back any kind of, of, of emotion in me. You knew one of them wasn't coming Breathing got hard. And breathing gets hard. Like, I mean, actually for me, I think I figured it out when he went, here's the detonator to Chewie. Because I went, oh no. Oh yeah. Oh no. I know how this Joseph well, Campbell stuff works. <laughs> well, having worked at uh, Disney Parks, especially when um, they opened up the, or the new Star Wars, well, starting to open up the new Star Wars exhibit. Um, but during the pre-release for episode seven, um, they had to talk to all of us, and they were like, all right, here's some spoilers without spoilers. <laughs> uh, all right, so Chewbacca. If anybody asks, how's Han Solo doing? Your, now your handler is going to reply with, he's never very far. And so we knew that Aww. something was going to happen. So I had to immediately go and see the movie because we didn't. Oh, is Han Solo now on another planet and he can't get off? What? I don't know. He's fallen and he can't get yeah. up. <laughs> Can we also just talk about how there's like no safety regulations in like the First Order? There's like no hand railings on this planet. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going to see this first time and I was just like, yeah, this is great. Space. in the theater to really just bring 
moved all home and then made the advance. Yeah. But then it was very much the same. They had to go through that same thing. And well, it's kind of cool to see that growth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Generations. That's why I love this movie because it really seemed to open up a whole new world for kids. Well, let me ask your daughters then. Did it make a difference that Ray was the hero? Yes. <laughs> like, because during the trailers, exactly. During the trailers, it's all like, oh, hey, this movie's about Finn. He's, you know, the stormtrooper. He becomes a Jedi, da 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 You go in the movie, you realize he's just a dude, and that Ray's the main character, and that she's the one who got the Force. It's so funny, because when he came out, and they were talking about Finn, 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 Finn. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Finn, 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 Finn. Yeah. They were talking about Ray, 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 Ray. And I realized we both came out, you know, kind of like liking a different character. We all liked Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we related to different ones. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. And Star Wars has always had strong female characters in it. I mean, Leia kicks butt, and I'm not... Padme. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of how Padme died, and I refuse to believe that was actually, like, broken heart. I think, oh, yeah. I think Anakin, I like... I think it was some Force <laughs> stuff. There was some Force stuff that happened, like, but, I mean, Padme... We talk theories like I mean, we, when you see The Phantom Menace, I will always argue with people who want to skip The Phantom Menace, because that is the most feminist of all the films. I was sitting in a panel a uh, year ago, and they were talking Phantom Menace, and they are like, who's the main character? And keep in mind, this panel had all men on it. They went through literally everyone you could think of. They went through... Qui-Gon, they went through Obi-Wan, they went through Anakin, they went through Palpatine, they went down to Jar Jar. I'm not even, I'm not even kidding, they named Jar Jar. And finally I put my hand up and I said, have you considered it was Padme? And they're like, what? I was like, because the film, when you think about it, it is about a young queen whose planet is invaded, they leave, she goes, gets, goes and gets help, they won't help, so she comes back to the planet and then she leads a war and she wins her planet back. So, I mean, like, again, like, very strong female characters, but Padme and Leia were never really the stars. So, getting to see Rey, I mean, I know for me that was also, well, obviously, <laughs> really cool. Yeah. Well, as strong as Princess Leia was, I am so pleased that we've gone from Princess Leia to Slave Leia to General Leia, you know, meaning yes. that, that people can see her as that, as, you know, the strategist, the strong warrior, and, you know, a new thing for people to cosplay as. And, yes. and that's what's great about Finn and Ray. It's so great to see all the Instagram photos, all the selfies, everything, mm-hmm. about a whole new generation saying, oh, I finally see myself in the Star Wars universe. So, that, you know, that's when we talk about where has Star Wars come from, you know, it's, that's... Being the biggest thing at the moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is just finding characters important. you can identify with yeah. because Star Wars universe is so huge that you can find somebody who, you know, looks like you on screen and you're like, oh, hey, I can do that. That's, you know, inspiring. And yeah, we're I finally getting well, there. Yeah, when you think of the reaction, I know you're a Phantom Menace partisan, but, you know, to talk about Jar Jar, I mean, for, to, for one of the main things that people were talking about at the time is racism yeah. around that movie and racist caricatures and instead have the first of a new trilogy come out and be talking about how great Finn is yeah. and how diverse the cast is, the, the difference in the reaction of the first of those two trilogies is enormous. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even, I mean, how many people were paying attention to the online reactions when the first trailer, Force Awakens, dropped? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because There's, you no, want to talk were, racism? There was pushback. Holy crap. I mean, my favorite, though, was people said you can't have a black stormtrooper. And I was like, really? And then it got even worse when he, you see him holding the lights. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My favorite, though, is because people's, people's argument to me was you couldn't have a black stormtrooper because they were all clones. And I said, well, that's funny. You wanted a white guy to be him? The clones aren't white, honey. The clones aren't white. The clones aren't white. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Correct. And, I mean, and then it's actually canon at a certain point that they phase out the clones. Right. Is, how do you explain different height stormtroopers? Aren't you a little yeah. short for a stormtrooper? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that... And then, um, I mean, it's not just in the films. Actually, I think the TV shows are doing an even better job of showing diversity because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm half Chinese, and for the first time ever, there is someone on the screen, like Sabine Wren. That's my girl. Like, she's... You get to see a whole lot more there. Also, I just want to make a note. I'll get to you guys in one second. Um, in episode seven, you not only have, you know, black stormtrooper, you also have female stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, in the role of Captain Phasma, you have a female stormtrooper in the charge of all the other stormtroopers. Yep. And so I thought that was badass. Yep. All right. All right, right so actually, he had his hand up for oh, a while. Oh, but he's tiny and cute. Uh, he's tiny and cute. Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> And books. And comics. Comics. It's cool. Yeah, that's actually a really good uh, good statement right there because um, 
like you said, you got the video games, mm-hmm. you have the books, you have the comics. Um, that stems to the fans who you know want to be a part of this universe. Which you know you got like the five hundred first who uh, have you know done that. You know, screen accurate stormtrooper. <laughs> and in a lot of cases, a lot of cases, what uh, the five hundred first does is a lot more screen accurate than screen <laughs> accurate. Yeah. Um, and then you know. They've done a lot of work, charity, events, um, special things, and because of that, you know, the 501st became a canon entity within Star Wars itself. So it's not just that the universe is so large, but the universe is being created by the fans themselves as well. I mean, a lot of the writers, I mean, Claudia Gray, who wrote Bloodline, she came from, she came from fan fiction. I mean, way back, I mean, she's been an established author for a while, but she'll be the first one to tell you, yeah, I wrote fan fiction back in the day, and, um... E.K. Johnson, who's writing the Ahsoka book, she had her roots in fanfic too. So it's really cool game to see people who grew up with this, like get to do it. I don't know. Maybe one, maybe one of you guys will be the next person who's out there say, making yeah. Star Wars. Oh uh, yeah, Five mm-hmm. First Flag is in Episode Seven. Yep. If you guys haven't seen that, um, it's the scene where they're on a the Takodana, the yeah. Maz's planet, and they're going into the the bar. It's, on the it's up in the top left, left hand yeah. scene. You'll see the stormtrooper, and it's the Five First Flag. And yeah, there's a ton right. of neat little Easter eggs in there to see. Oh, uh, like R2KT right at the end. R2KT. You touched on the the feminism of Star Wars. There's actually how much more will the movement be done for the change the name. Fun fact. (laughs) That's in Bloodline. Oh, nice. Fun fact. Because seriously, making down a hut is not a simple thing. Nope. She did it with her bare hands. So, you know, that's a really strong, powerful thing. Ladies, we get the job done. Instead of changing the name of the outfit, changing the name, you know, it empowers the character. Mm-hmm. And I love how, like, in sci-fi of the, that time period, it's always, you know, the woman damsel in distress gets rescued by, you know, Mr. Yeah, yeah. whatever. He, bless, and she, even she had help, you know, from the rest of the distraction, but she saved herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Rhea, or Rhea. Rhea. <laughs> Rhea. That's, that's on the helmet that Ray picks up. Anyway. Yeah, I mean. Well, speaking of that, I was just going to ask, because I know there's been a lot of dialogue. I'd be interested in hearing what folks here have to say, where they think Ray came from. Ooh. Do you want the real theory or my or my crazy theories? I've got so many crazy theories. All right. Okay. So let's hear your crazy theory. I'll tell my crazy theory. <laughs> so like, okay, give, give me a scale of one to ten of how crazy. Because I hosted a rampant speculation and Star Wars panel last month at Awesome Con, and we went like, Snoke is an Ewok crazy. <laughs> so give 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 me a level of crazy to go uh, for. Just it. do your crazy. Go to eleven. Go All to right. 11. Who here remembers the courtship of Princess Leia? The what? The courtship of Princess Leia. Yeah, so my theory is that Luke went to Dathomir at some point, found Tenennial Dejo, and mm, things happened. And then he had never knew she was pregnant, and that's where Ray comes from. Some random witch of Dathomir. That's like a three on my crazy scale. Uh, we'll work up to it. So I had this crazy idea in trying to, because everyone's like, oh, Ray's Luke's daughter, Ray's, you know, Han's totally. daughter, Ray's Ben Kenobi's descendant, blah, 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 blah. I'm over here like, no, that's all dumb. Ray is Anakin Skywalker. And then, <laughs> and then, and then I start hearing, you know, rumors on the internet that Ray could be Anakin Skywalker reincarnated. I'm like, no, I thought of this dumb theory just to prove everyone that. <laughs> <Yeah. better." laughs> and, and then you really start to think about it. Well, let's see. Ray grew up on a desert planet. Ray's really good at fixing stuff. Ray's really good at piloting. Ray's really good at the Force. Hence why she's Luke's daughter. Hence why she's... Luke's daughter. Anakin Skywalker Luke's daughter. Because, because... Luke's daughter! Because you hear voice of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in mm-hmm. Ray's dream. You hear the voice of Yoda in Ray's dream. Where's Ghost Anakin? He was at the end of the movie. Where's Anakin just to be like, hey, Kylo, you're stupid. You know? Where? That's a good question. Where is Anakin to go yeah, and do that? because he's Ray. <laughs> like, with the whole grandfather, I will finish what you started. Why doesn't Anakin come finish. up and be like, son? Son, I'm just trying to save the universe, not destroy it. <laughs> it's just weird to have actions of your enemy. It's just weird. It's like we're taking everything from the expanded universe and slowly somehow convoluting it into the movie. So we've got Kylo Ren is Jason Solo with the Draxinus. I do oh, like baby. I do like um, how there are those parallels to the 
old expanding mm-hmm. universe than the new one. And if we want to talk about that, let's go into Rogue mm-hmm. One for a second. Oh, uh, Rogue One! I like. If you haven't seen the trailer for Rogue One, I like how it's the it's the story of stealing the Death Star plans, which you know was originally covered in the video game Dark Forces. Uh, the main character was Kyle Katarn, and his pilot was Jan Orse. Well, we have our established main character, who we believe, because you know you can't really trust trailers nowadays, um, is the totally. woman called Jen Ursa, which it's sounds totally a lot like Jan Orse. <laughs> Anyways, um, there's a fellow that you know she starts hanging out with in the trailer, who you know has this nice beard going on, which Cassie? looks a lot like Kyle Katarn. And so I'm trying to say that maybe there's this parallel between Dark Forces and Rogue One, and I would like to see that. So. What's his name? Cassian? I haven't memorized all the names yet. They, if you haven't seen yet, uh, Entertainment Weekly did a whole special where they introduced basically all the characters. And fun fact, Forrest Whitaker is playing a character from the Clone Wars. Hey. Saw Guerrero, which is so cool. I think it's the first time we've really seen that happen. Where they take a uh, animated character yeah. and put them in film. So now everyone's all like, Ezra Snoke. And I'm like, no. Ezra no. no. What about you? Any crazy Ray theories? Uh, well, I've been trying to figure out. I, I agree Luke should be the father, but I, I have like no it. idea. But I disagree. I think the mother has to be someone more than a random person. That it's going to turn out to be... It's Mara Jade. Somebody. It's totally yeah. Mara Jade. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you think it could know. be, though? Like, I have no idea. I've been trying to figure that one out. Because there have been like five named, up until recently, five named female characters in the Star Wars films. It's, it's not Mon Mothma. But so these good. things always have to have a meaning to them. It's going to be something shocking, but I yeah. have no mm-hmm. idea what it... Has anybody got some crazy theories we didn't bring up? Well, one of the things, you know, because uh, the, the, the helmet that she puts on when she's eating, you know, at the end of the, her first day mm-hmm. in the movie, you know, the, the name on the helmet in Arabish is, is Ray. Is yeah. Ray. It's spelled yeah. differently, but... Yeah. So I, I was thinking, well, you know, she was abandoned, left on this planet, trying to find her way, and you say she's immensely talented, I mean, she can do whatever. And that's where she picks up her name about that helmet. And so I'm kind of thinking, because she, and you know, her family that she's waiting for is never coming back. It's, you know, she's like Anakin was, you know, created from the, the force. The force. From the force. Hmm. All right, right behind. Uh, I just love the white old person crazy theory that she's somehow tied into Anakin's mother. Yes. <gasps> that woman I actually pitched a theory that she's Shmi's granddaughter some way, or great-granddaughter. Like, there was another kid that Shmi had, and no one knew about it. She and Klieg got it on, and there was a kid who was elsewhere. Carbonites. Yeah, it's possible. Darius? That would. Uh, there's 10 years in between their age, though, yeah? 10? She's 19. She's 19 and he's, he's like 29. Something. 29. He's born after the. Between uh, but, Return of the Jedi and the Battle of Jakku. <laughs> Leia and Han had fun on a starship. She's a clone. She's a clone. clones are not. <laughs> Are not uncommon in Star Wars. That's true. <laughs> Any other crazy theories out there? Yeah. I will be a hundred. The only way I will be behind that is if it's Obi Wan and Sabe, who was the decoy handmaiden from Episode One. I'll be behind if it's that. But yeah, but then that that breaks everyone's uh, Clone Wars dreams. I'm not going to get into Clone Wars because I'm sure. Has everyone seen Clone Wars all the way through? It's fine. Sabe, Sabe just went to Tatooine afterwards because she wanted to keep an eye on Padme's son, too. Satine, though. Obi-Wan Satine. She's... Mm. Anyways. Yeah. So Probably. We're going to one way or another. Maybe in episode eight. We don't really know. We might just get another, oh, like... No, you got all, right. all that to know. They got a dangle. Well, the Forced Order, you know, they're, kind of, they're talking about them... In the books, and they're building up, and yeah. I'm thinking with uh, Chuck's uh, third um, aftermath, second. Second, second or third, second, we're on life debt. Yeah, uh, that there will probably be some kind of first order revelation within that. Yeah, um, there's hints at the first order in Bloodline. Yeah. Um, I just really want to read the book where yeah. the first order is established. Oh, speaking of the books, that we're going back to the diversity stuff. If you have not been reading the books, there is an amazing character they created um, about two years ago for A New Dawn. Her name is Ray Salone. 
you should always spell her name in all capital letters because that's how awesome she is. She is a black woman who is, starts as a captain of a Star Destroyer. And at this point in the book that's coming oh, out, Sloan, yeah. she is a grand admiral. Look at my baby. All grown up. Yeah, she's been in the comics. She's been in there. I think, I'm hoping she'll cross over into Rebels. But, like, she is really, like, one of the cool, like, yeah, she's on the bad guys yeah, she's team. she's bad, but she's one of the cooler bad characters. She, I want to be her when I grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Is Jar Jar Sith? Oh. No. Uh, I don't know if this is just George Lucas trying to retcon anything, but if anybody hasn't heard about the Jar Jar Sith Lord theory, um, it, basically, it basically talks about how Jar Jar was secretly the Sith Lord um, who was trying to infiltrate you know, with the Jedi at the beginning of episode one. And if you like watch all the stuff, Jar Jar does these kind of impossible tasks that are played off as being a klutz that somehow just ultimately work out for him. Um, I'm not going to get too much into it. You can look it up. And then George Lucas somewhere was like, yeah, they're right. And so we don't know if he's just you know being like, oh, yeah, that's my excuse for Jar Jar being so... Uncle George, Uncle George is just trolling at this point. No, I think George, George is just like that crazy uncle. You're like, just sit, just sit, Uncle. We, 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 we got you. Star Wars now. It's okay. We love you. No, I don't think so. He was too good. No, Qui Gon, a renegade, no. but too good. Yeah, he was a, a Jedi on you know a little bit of a renegade path, but. Qui-Gon, I think, is probably... He's one of my favorite characters from the prequels, actually. That's then again, cool. maybe I'm just biased to Liam Neeson, because he's a good actor. <laughs> Liam Neeson, yeah. So do you guys think Finn is just a guy, or you actually think he does the character I think it's better if he's just a guy. Yeah. Because if you have him be related to someone, it's kind of... Um, problematic to have all the black characters be related to each other. I mean, everyone's theory was, oh, he's Wando's son, and I'm like, let's not do that. Let's. You could do it with like the Skywalker, since the whole galaxy and the whole saga is about Skywalkers messing up. Um, good job, Kyla. But I think that if you have all the characters of color continuously be related to each other, if he's related to Mace or Lando, whatever, I'm not a fan of that personally. I mean, you could see another answer, but I think since he was taken from his family as such a small child, there would have been something else in the film. <laughs> That would have hinted that he was related to someone else. I also like the idea of him just being a nobody who, you know, starts off, you know, as trying to run, but then realizes that he has something to fight for and then starts to run into the fight. Yeah. And so it gives you that little started from the bottom, now we're here mentality um, for a character that, you know, it, it shows great growth on his part. And I enjoyed thinking that, you know, he's just no one. Who well, that's why him. a lot of us at the time did not like midichlorians. Yeah. You know, the idea that Luke Skywalker, oh, well, he may, there may be relationships going on, but it's a nobody and you have the power because of force of will and your spirit and your soul and everything. And now it's we can do a blood test and check on your midichlorian level and you're good at the force if you have a lot of it versus not having a lot of it. So, uh, you know, the idea of someone coming from nothing and, and using the force is, uh, is a more powerful myth than being born to it. At the same time, though, I mean, you do get to see plenty of, you do have the kick butt normal trope that happens a lot in Star Wars. I mean, Han Solo and Poe Dameron are just as awesome as any of the other characters who we know and love. Um, yeah, who didn't love the scene in Seven when you know, Poe was just flying around shooting all the TIE fighters? Oh, how cool was that? Oh, yeah. Please, just like uh, going to uh, you know, Darth Vader's apprentice and starting to... Uh, from the Force of Unleashed? Yeah. And starting to, I mean, he wasn't much when he started with him, but he, he trained him to become this like this monster of the force. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that is part of the mechanics of video games. <laughs> yeah. Damn you, Steam. Yeah, we thought it was the Jedi Master. Something. Source of Meanwhile, I thought he was going to be running into the Jedi. I never realized he was running into the Jedi. 
But meanwhile, you've got Leia and Alderaan and Luke on Tatooine. Very strong in the Force. Yeah, so... so... We understand why <laughs> Disney, you know, kind of killed some, actually all, things that weren't movie or Clone Wars. Um, but I do really like the themes in The Force Unleashed. Yeah. And how, you know, the Rebellion got started via that storyline. Um, which is why I was skeptical about what they were doing with Rebels. But hey, Rebels, Rebels. is going pretty good. Rebels has been so good. If anyone hasn't been watching Rebels, especially if you've got kids in the audience, it's been in a really, really good show. Um, and it's not just for, like, yes, it's on Disney XD, but there's plenty for the adults as well. Um, the end of the season two finale, uh, I tend to do live tweeting with everyone. Yeah, Twilight of the Apprentice. That... I was going to say... Oh, God! I was going to say, especially if you've watched Clone Wars oh, beginning God. to end... Now, Clone Wars is a show that I believe, you know, it started off, oh, hey, this is Star Wars for kids. And so the first season, I will admit, if you are an uh, older Star Wars fan, is kind of a bit hard to get through. Just suck it up. Just but get once they it. realize that they have more than just kids watching this, they start making it Star Wars. And they have epic plot lines. They start bringing in characters you recognize, characters you don't recognize, but then you start caring about those characters anyways. And then there's emotions. And then there's emotions. By the time you get to season five, you're like... The end. Oh, God. Yeah, Dee Bradley Baker does yeah. every clone and gives them personalities. Captain Rex is the coolest, but like Rebels, man. But yeah, but if, if, if you've watched through all of Clone Wars and then watch episode three, you thought you were drained then? Mm. Yeah, or just or just if you want to be super emotionally drained, just read Matt Stover's Revenge of the Sith novelization. That'll mess you up. This is what it feels like to be Anakin Skywalker forever. Speaking of voices, I keep thinking James Earl Jones coming back because you know we yeah. are going to see Darth Vader again, Rogue and one. James Earl mm-hmm. Jones is doing the voice again. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do to the voice to make sure it doesn't sound forty years older. He's but been, gonna manipulate he's been doing. It needs uh, to be you know. younger. Well, no, but he's been but, doing the voice in um, in Rebels. He's been doing. It sounds pretty darn good. And of course, David Prowse is not doing the body anymore, and they yeah. have a couple of people doing the body supposedly, yeah. depending on what's going on in the future. But. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, right. so what do we think they're going to do, actually, with the Star Wars story? So we know Rogue One's coming out, and the next one after it's going to be a Han Solo story. And if anyone else says that there's a Boba Fett confirmed, they're lying to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what would you guys like to, like, what would you like to see them do a Star Wars story spin-off Oh, you mean, a, you mean a side Star Wars yeah, story? Yeah, what would you like to see them do? To, uh, I yeah. would, even as much as, you know, I just said, you know, Boba Fett is my least favorite character <laughs> in Star Wars, I would like to see how he becomes the Boba Fett we know. They've got an actor for it. Two. They've got an They've act- got two. <laughs> you just take, oh, what's his name? Daniel Jango Logan. Pitt. Yeah. A- Daniel. And Daniel Logan. Yeah, just merge them together. Yep. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'm, see, I'm, what I'm looking forward to is the passing of the torch. The torch is passing at the moment. Mm-hmm. We're saying goodbye to the original cast. By the time the ninth movie comes out, they'll be gone. And, uh, That's to be honest, sad. I'm, well, no, no, well. The, it's hard to explain the emotion that you feel seeing the original cast yeah. aging uh, yeah. when you were there originally. Yeah. And eventually, someday, they're going to be the people who are going to see, and I don't want to make it get sad again, see Ray get old, and see that cast will then have to hand it over to the new cast. What I'm looking forward to is the survival of the franchise that, that can only <laughs> happen... Well, look, when I... Ray can't get old, then I'll get well, old, too. I, I, had a great, I had a great fear when I went and saw uh, A Force Awakens. Because of Jar Jar. It's all Jar Jar's fault. Um, you know, in that because to me, the, the original trilogy was so wonderful. And I know you love the, the, yep. the next trilogy. Yep. I had a lot of problems with it. But I went in with such great... Ex- oh, boy, here's Star Wars again. And it was, oh, my God, Jar Jar and all these other things. <laughs> so, and you know how the, you know, fool me, fool me once, shame on you, fool me... You know, mm-hmm. so, I, so I went in to The Force Awakens, like, oh, please, 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 please be good. And it was wonderful. Um, and so what's going to happen now is it's going to be up to... I like the idea of it continuing forever. I mean, it's basically what I'm getting at. So you want to... In order to do that, I want to see what the next generation will see when this cast passes it on to the next cast, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, so the, then... The continuation forever of Star Wars. So as, that was going to be my uh, question, though, because, like, I think the theory right now is they're going to do, you know, it's trilogies. So you have the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and the sequel trilogy. So I think a lot of us are expecting it'll be 7, 8, 9. So you would like to see them do 9, 10, 11, 12, George 13, 14, Lucas. 15, keep going with Roman numerals then? 
Well, or, Lucas's original yeah. idea was 12 films. 12, yeah. yeah. But would you like to see them going past 12? Oh, yes. I would like to see it pass on and on as each new generation gets its own star, gets its yeah, own yeah. people they love so much as I love every At some point, year, though. But... Okay, look, but at some point, they're going to look at the Skylarkers and be like, look. You guys are not allowed to reproduce anymore. <laughs> Everything you, every time you go to the galaxy, yeah, you fix it eventually. But well, come it'll, on. Be, it'll be passed over to a new cast, mm. relating to Finn, relating to Poe, relating to all the other stuff, and as yeah. a character. Poe can start messing up the galaxy. That's right. <laughs> Save it in the end. Shara Bay will come back. Of course, you know, there's a big demand for that Finn Poe movie. You know, if you pay attention to what's going on there, where they want a bromance and more than a bromance. Keep that jacket. Looks you know, good on so. you. Wingmates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what are you seeing in the parks? I mean, what are you seeing the kids oh. react to in terms of who, who are the characters who wander around and, and which are the ones so that So basically, has anybody um, been to like the Disney parks before Disney owns Star Wars? And they, you know, Star Wars oh, yeah. weekends and... Um, basically what they did was they made Star Wars very kid-friendly. And you had like hyperspace hoopla, you had... Um, of course, you had Star Tours, you had Star Wars Weekends, and they made Star Wars very childish, if you would. And so what happened when Disney bought um, Star Wars, uh, and you know they retconned everything that wasn't the movies or Clone Wars. Um, it's now called Legends, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's now called Legends. So, you know. It's, uh, it's not being brought back. Sorry, there's a campaign. It annoys me. You have um, Palpatine talking to Anakin. He's like, you know, there are some Star Wars stories that some consider to be uncanny. Is there a way to learn these stories? Not from a mouse. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, they, they did that. Um, but then all, at the same time, um, you had the Universal Parks. Universals, they opened up their Harry Potter Park. Uh, Wizarding World, and if you've ever been to Wizarding World of Harry Potter, that thing is amazing. You walk in there and suddenly you are no longer in a park, you are in Hogsmeade, you are in Diagon Alley. And so Disney needs a way to compete against this. Um, so this, they're opening their Disney park. Uh, and what they're going is rather than with the uh, children's aspect of making it a child-friendly event, they are making it immersive. Stormtroopers are while marching down uh, Hollywood Studios and you will stop and ask them for a photo. They will say, move along, citizen. We are searching for the resistance. Yeah, I can't see any characters with Kylo Ren, you know, yeah. the way you have it with, with Winnie the Pooh. You're not yeah, going to no. breakfast with they, Kylo. The stormtroopers are allowed to be stormtroopers. Huh. Um, if you are, you know, rocking, if your kid is dressed like Kylo Ren and walks up to the stormtroopers and asks them to take a photo, they'll be like, yes, right away, sir. And <laughs> No, I'm not saying dress your kid like Kylo Ren and go do it because they will do what they want to do because they're stormtroopers. They could just be like, oh, this is a kid dressed like Kylo Ren. Move along, you know. Um, or, you know, if you're dressed like Ray, they will come after you and be like, you know, resistance, get stopped. Um, at the same time, you have like Chewbacca and you go and meet him. You, if you come in with like Boba Fett you know, hat, Chewbacca will be angry with you and he'll be like, get that hat out of here. And if you are a jerk, Chewbacca is allowed to throw you out of that room. Whoa. It's only the First Order people from Force Awakens. Though, yeah, that um, so currently, currently, um, everything at Disney right now is all Force Awakens. So it is immersive in the current Star Wars universe. So you have Kylo Ren, you have Chewbacca, you have uh, Stormtroopers, you have Captain Phasma as well. So they have like the March of the First Order mm. um, that comes out. So you have Captain Phasma with a legion of Stormtroopers right behind her. Um, Can I volunteer to be Rey? No, actually, because what Disney is <laughs> doing, because there they're is, going there with is the, a ray? no, no, they're no going ray. with the completely oh. immersive experience, which means oh. that if there is a face character and you are not Daisy Ridley or Adam Driver, oh, you I see. cannot. But they have, have a, it. they have Amidala there, and I know they've I've seen Luke and Leia. Was that those, Star Wars? That was Star Wars Weekends, and okay. Star Wars Weekends is now null and void because oh. they are not using face characters because they are not the actors, and therefore it breaks the immersion of the story. Um, so there are no more face characters, so it's going to be all masked people. Oh. Um, so you will see Boba Fett, you will see Darth Vader eventually. Um, I mean, Darth Vader still does the Jedi Trial show. Oh, that's another thing that they changed was Jedi Trial. Because uh, it used to be trial, uh, Jedi Trial, and it was, oh, hey, here's Darth Vader, and here's, uh, I think they had a Saj Ventress at one time, they had mm. Darth Maul at another time. Hey, Mary fought. Poppins is a face character. They let Mary Poppins be yeah, there. Not but Julie she Andrews. is not a Star Wars but character. Not Julie Andrews. <laughs> because they are not making an immersive Mary Poppins. Okay. Yeah, because they're making an immersive Star Wars they're land. They're making an immersive Star Wars land. So everything okay. Star Wars so the is point, going to be completely point, immersive. So what I'm getting out of this is that we need more good guys who wear helmets all the time. Yes. yes. Okay. okay. 
Hmm. All right, Cap let's get Captain Phasma out of the trash compactor <laughs> and into the Rebellion's arms. Yes. Got it, okay. Because as of now, the only hero they have is Chewbacca. Aww. <laughs> uh, but there is a talk about um, what they're going to be doing with the parks and how it's going to be like an immersive experience. Um, so when you walk in, now this is all just rumors right now, so I can't confirm anything. Um, but it's going to be like, if you are a person who is a stormtrooper or like Greedo or somebody, it's going to be like a game. And so the characters are going to have some kind of like GPS systems hmm. um, that as they enter certain areas of the Star Wars park is going to react to them. So if you're Darth Vader and there's like a door there and you walk up to it, it's going to know Darth Vader's there and the door is going to open. Cool. And he's going to be able to walk on through. Or Use the force. <laughs> like the stormtroopers, they'll be walking in pairs and they will be like spanning off chatter. It'd be like section zone, blah, 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 clear, um, all clear. But then like say Greedo or somebody walks into the, the sub park that they're in, they'd be like, oh, wanted character character da, 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 is located here, please be advised. And they'll start talking to each other, not the stormtroopers themselves, but like radio chatter that they are searching for this character. And as they find them, could trigger that an event, oh, we have captured this you know, suspect, taking them to you know, detainment, or uh, suspects got away, you know, keep your eyes closed, or open. So it's going to uh, it's going to be turn into like just an immersive experience of oh you're walking through the park and here's stormtroopers looking for this wanted individual. Huh. So it's going to be like a uh, a game of sorts. So. Yeah, but going you back know, to the question, you know, though. there were face characters in the New Hope who were dressed like storm, yeah. stormtroopers who conceivably have you know stormtroopers walking around who are not stormtroopers. Yeah, be, like if you see stormtroopers walking around Chewbacca, maybe they're not actually. I don't no remember what the question was. There was a question. That, I was going to ask you like what. What would you like to see a Star Wars story be that's not the saga? And you can't get out of it by saying, keep going, going, going this time. Oh, I, I would say, okay, the road picture with Finn and Poe. Yeah. Okay, I like that one. Finn and Poe bros. Yeah. Poe bros. Across the stars. Storm pilot. Yeah. That's her name, Storm Some pilot. side adventure there. Finn okay. and Poe bros yeah. for life. I really want to see a Knights of the Republic game. Or like a oh, movie. Old. Actually, I have a whole thing where like I want them to remake the two games finish the third one properly but then finish do finish the second one <laughs> remake them that's what I mean finish the third one and then do a TV show I think it'd be really cool if they did like a Netflix net, yeah, Netflix show of Night Seal Republic also Revan and Exile would both be women because it makes a way better well, story Exile if... was a woman Revan Revan is a woman old legends canon was Revan a is a woman Revan is not a man that's boring that's so boring if it's Sith Lord but I think that would be a really cool thing to do like you can kind of Take what worked, take what didn't work, and then tell a story that's not going to affect anything in the saga. So they have complete freedom to do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was going to say, with new canon, anything's possible. Yeah, yeah. Speaking so, of old canon. Oh, gosh. There's a lot of that old canon. I'm glad it's not canon anymore. You didn't love Waru? I didn't love Chewbacca on whatever that planet getting Sarampeda. dropped. Have a moon dropped on him. Yeah. Well, I guess he was, oh, that's sad. Because yeah. no matter the canon, one of them's dead. No matter the, like an alternate, <laughs> that's, a, that's almost like a, like a, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Uh, ethical dilemma. It's like, doesn't matter what canon you're in, one of these characters oh. is going to die. So. Womp okay. womp. Yeah. Hey, let's have any... Anybody got questions? Yeah. Um, John. Sorry. It's possible. I think it'd be something you would see probably in season four, because season three will start airing before Rogue One right. is out. Right. But that's they, actually. Oh yeah, no, like they. They work so far ahead. Um, and that's actually something, it's a good thing to bring up, is because Star Wars now has the story group, um, it's a lot more cohesive and everything fits together way better than it ever did. I mean, I've been rereading some of the books, and I noticed in one of the short stories that was in Rise of the Empire, they were mentioning a character who was going to be really big in a novel that was coming out a couple months later, and then you just sort of see these little hints here and there. Um, it's really neat to see them do it because you can get, yeah, you can just watch the movies. You can just watch the movies of the TV show. But if you read the books and the comics, you see a ton of stuff can speckled you, in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Mandalorians there. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I know it's 
I'm still impressed they managed to pull that off because the way the way production works for TV shows and then comics that they were delays happen all the time. So the fact that they pulled that off is a miracle. But yeah. Any last questions in the back? I don't think, well, he's a director for um, ISB, I believe it is. I was going to just say, um, if you haven't read the Theron trilogy, do. I mean, I know it's Legends right now, but it is amazing. Yeah. And um, I know that a lot of people wanted to see that as the, um, the new trilogy. Yeah. I personally don't, simply because it's a story we already know. But as far as a book goes, I do highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as seeing like Grand Admirals or even like Chiss in the current universe, because we haven't seen them. So no, not yet. Not can, but... Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, it could have been cool to see an animated series before Disney took over. That would have been a neat adaptation to see. Mm -hmm. um, Star Wars details. I think that right now, the way things are going, we're not going to see anything brought in wholesale. And Tim will be the first one to tell you, and he'll also be the first one to tell you that when he was writing these things, they knew that anything could be taken, thrown out at any given time. Um, and I think for him, again, I mean, if Thrawn, there's hints that Thrawn may show up in Rebels, um, which I think he'd be, well, actually, he said he'd be pretty thrilled about. Um, so I don't think we'll ever see it wholesale. But I do think that we'll see maybe hints and pieces from not just the Thrawn trilogy, but from lots of legends that make their way back in, whether it's planets or little references to events. Um, probably not tons of characters. Uh, I think so far it's basically just... Um, Reference. No, uh, General Kraken. He's like the only character I can think of who's been pulled wholesale through so what far. I do like is, you know, when they do throw in references to old canon, or at least at the time it wasn't old canon, but mm -hmm. like in Clone Wars... Um, if you've ever played the Knights of the Old Republic, uh, when you go to Manan, the species on their Selkath, some of the Selkath appear in Clone Wars, and so you kind of yeah. you know, can draw that that is you know, still canon. Or like at the season six of Clone Wars, when they go to the now named Moraban, which was Korriban, um, the home planet of the Sith, however you want to say it, uh, Darth Bane is still yeah. a canon entity, and he is still the creator of the Rule of Two. Um, funny story, Darth Bane is actually uh, voiced by Mark Hamill. Yeah. And he got an award for that. This is actually a story that Mark Hamill told back at Celebration. I'm just going to tell it real quick. Uh, <laughs> um, when uh, he, he got told that he got an award for voice acting. And they're like, don't even try to guess what role it was because this is like one, one scene of one episode of Clone Wars that didn't even air on television. It was in the, the Lost trailer or the yeah. Lost season. And um, it's like, so what is it, the Joker? Was it? No, 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 no. It was, uh, it was Darth Bane. Yeah. He does amazing villain work, amazing. villain voice work. It's disturbing. It's on Netflix if anybody hadn't seen it. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely the. Yeah. But they have a history of pulling. I mean, it's not usually. Like I said, it's not wholesale. It won't be precisely what happened, but I mean, Dathomir, that um, came yeah. from that came from there. I mean, they mess they did a lot with the Mandalorians. Coruscant was originally created by Zahn for the for the trilogy, and that got pulled into canon. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Do you want to hear a really good interview? She did one of him at the Alpha Con, and it's on the website. I promise he's not an audience plant. <laughs> yeah. have the costuming group, the Mandalorian Mercs, that have, you yeah. know, yep. spent from it. Well, there's something I'm looking forward to, which is that George Lucas biopic, because uh, 
There's something, you know, I always say, where would you like to have been a fly on the wall? And it's just one night that I wish I could have been there was, was the night that they showed the rough cut of A New Hope to his peers. You know, Francis Ford Coppola, I think it was at Francis Ford Coppola's house, you know, Godfather, and, you know, Spielberg was there. And I think Martin Scorsese might have even been there. And, you know, it was a rough cut, and the effects weren't done, and in with the battles, they had uh, silent movies, biplane fights, warplane things going on, and they all watched this thing, and they went, oh, George, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, and I just, I would love to have been there, so I would just love to see that dramatized, that whole night of him thinking that, uh, oh, what have I done? And then, of course, a big surprise when it's a big hit. And so. that bet he made with, with Spielberg? Where now he owes, like, oh, they, yeah, they a lot of the profits. Oh, they each owe each other, yeah. Yeah. They each owe each other a percentage, yeah. Yeah. Anyone else have any questions? I think we have to. Okay, right there. Um, so Disney, so basically wearing Disney costumes in the park. That. Uh, that just comes down. Disney, after some several scares, obviously, you know, um, they have gotten very tight about costuming in the parks. Um, thus, people have created what the, they call Disney bounding, where they wear very similar S styles of costumes that are still considered clothes. <laughs> See, this is inspired. a Ray-inspired outfit, but is right. not Ray's outfit. Yeah. So you do, see, you do see a whole lot of that through the parks, because um, I think the age limit is like 13. If you're clearly not a child, um, you are not allowed to wear a full costume in the parks. Yeah. Definitely not something like this. No. Um, but children, all the time, you see little girls dressed up like Ray. You see, uh, you know, Finn's, Poe's, Darth Vader's, Kylo yeah. Ren's. Uh, even sometimes you get uh, kids in their best Chewbacca's. And um, that is always cool when you can see like the families where the adults, you know, do their best. And then you have the kids, you know, obviously, you know, fully costumed out. And so you do see a lot of that. Um, obviously not 100% because one, yeah. it's Florida no. and it's really hot. hot. Um, How are they with Star Wars tattoos these days? Because I know there have been issues with Disney character tattoos where guys in tank tops with a million Disney tattoos and they, they had you, some guy cover up at one point because he a, was too much of a, an attraction. They have a tattoo thing like at Celebration. Okay. Like they're, they have like a whole... So they become better at that. Yeah. I don't Well, I mean, Disney doesn't really do anything against tattoos because, I mean, you can't really do anything against yeah. tattoos. Yeah. Um, I think there was they, a guy who had like 250 tattoos of Disney characters and he would basically cause a crowd on Main Street as people were trying um, to photograph. Disney usually just asks that um, people do not take photos or... Uh, of themselves. Not, how do I say it? If people are asking to take your photos, you just politely decline. Um, unless, you know, maybe one or two photos, whatever, no one's going to care. Um, but if you are causing a crowd, you should politely decline to, um, because you are not the attraction, even though you are an attraction. We have to wrap up soon, but I think I saw another hand. Ma'am? So for me, it's been, almost a four-year love affair for all things Star Wars. I consider myself a super fan. So the question for you, you've talked about past Star Wars, and you've sort of talked about the present, so fantasy fast forward 20 years from now, same catalyst, go. What would you be talking about? Ooh. We'd be talking about Rogue Two. <laughs> no, I think I think by that point we'll have a ton of books that we'll be talking about. They'll probably Rebels will have been long since over. We'll probably be another two series in advance. We'll probably on have that. like a cartoon that's in between Jedi and Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, I'm more of the I would like to see three. I'd like to see the saga be done after nine. Um, I mean, I'm not saying they can't go somewhere else with it because. I'll be the first one to admit that when I heard about the Disney sale and I thought, like, I didn't take it seriously at first. So the first tweet I have about the Disney sale was, they don't need to make more Star Wars movies. Come on. Like, the story's done. We have it all in the books. Who the heck cares? I mean, so they could surprise me and do something new with 10, 10, 11, 12. But I think I, at that point, we'd just be seeing a lot of cool, I'd like to see cool new stories told in other eras that aren't all about the Skywalkers. I would like to see, like, George Lucas's original, um, 
idea come to fruition, 12 movies that tell the saga. But then, like with Rogue One and any of the other things, have individual movies that are just other parts of the universe just to help it grow. So like we were talking about Mandalorian movie, Old Republic movie, you know, things like that. We'll be talking about how happy we are that 16 is better than... <laughs> than, than the trilogy before that was, and it has redeemed it once again. You know? Yes. Probably. And Han Solo will still have shot first. Yes, that's true. All yes. right, all right. Least favorite Star Wars character that isn't Jar Jar or Ewoks. Yeah, come on. Can't oh, hate a whole on. race. Those are the only ones I don't like. Good answer. When I you like first that saw one. Star Wars, Episode Four. <laughs> least favorite character from Episode Four. Without any of the other Star Wars knowledge. Oh. This is a while cut. ago. Come on, give the guy a break. Greedo? Uh, I, I could probably say one of the musicians in the bar scene. Oh, so it's just crumb. Yeah. We have him down at the 501st yeah, table. Down at the table if you want to yeah. get a look at him. Okay, we had one last question in the back right there. Oh, God. I was thinking we're going to have a fast question. <laughs> no, that's, that's another discussion right there. I mean, Star Wars um, is, is very open-ended, just like this panel. Um, <laughs> special effects, for sure. I mean, Definitely that's... special effects. Um, it really shows the importance of practical effects over CG. Like, Star Wars, I mean, I know that they do the special edition, the remasters, so they fix it. But a lot of those effects still really hold up today mm-hmm. like you watch star wars and then you watch uh anything else that was done in the 80s that used like cg or even 90s that used cg and special effects and star wars still looks better than that That's yeah right. yeah um, compared to the original Battlestar galactica <laughs> yeah you know. yeah not, okay. not that this is but... But BB-8 still gets pushed around, partially. <laughs> What's cool though is BB-8 is a practical effect yeah, and is actually a rolling real entity. <clears throat> yeah, that's super cool. Did you want to? Okay, I'm sorry. You're small and cute. One last thing. Uh, uh, I think the uh, uh, I Yeah, no, you're you're completely that is right. One hundred percent true. Like because as you pointed out earlier, you know, your children had no real interest in Star Wars, and then they see Force Awakens on the big screen, and suddenly, bam, Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, even after, I mean, I I was kind of in the fandom. Interest was definitely dying around 2011, 2012, because the Clone Wars is basically done. So I mean, again, yeah, it's yeah. everlasting. Well, it's sad to know that there was generations of people who had never seen. Thank goodness for DVDs. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone, very much.